today we have a mind-boggling array of animals to discuss. Animals that inspire, animals that make us laugh, and animals who provide us with solace and support. Just a little warning that this episode will include discussions of death and dead bodies in case you don't want to hear that. Okay, let's get on with the show. During a hunting trip in 1902, President Theodore Roosevelt had refused to shoot and kill a bear which his staff had tied up to a tree for him. Instead, he had it euthanised, as the bear was clearly suffering due to its injuries. When a cartoon in the Washington Post featured Roosevelt and a bear cub, a couple called Mictum, who created cuddly toys, designed Teddy's bear to sell in their shop. The popularity of the toy, and Roosevelt himself, led to Teddy's bear overtaking sales of dolls. At a banquet in 1909, President William Taft requested possum for his dinner as he didn't like what was being served. His comments the next day to the media about enjoying the possum led to the founding of a company called the Georgia Billy Possum Company and their purpose would be to create and sell cuddly possums in an attempt to steal away the popularity of teddy bears. Finally settling on a design after a taxidermy option was shelved the media thought the possum would soon overtake the sales and popularity of teddy bears. President Taft even began receiving live possums through the mail to the White House, presumably to eat. Despite media support, the possum simply couldn't compete with the teddy's backstory. A bear who was shown mercy compared to a possum being eaten for dinner meant that the toy possum flopped. On the other hand, the popularity and price of possums as dinner skyrocketed. During World War I, the British used dogs for various activities, such as sniffing out bombs, hunting rats, which would otherwise spread disease, and to detect the scent of enemy troops. But perhaps you won't have heard 
that dogs were also used as mercy or casualty dogs. Dogs would find the wounded and take the soldiers' medical supplies so that the wounded soldiers could patch themselves up until they were able to receive care from a medic. If the soldier was dying, the dog would provide companionship and solace as he died. Picture these dogs on the battlefield in the middle of no man's land, carrying bandages for wounded soldiers or else sitting companionably and comfortingly next to a dying young man. It's quite an evocative picture. Boxer dogs were popular as mercy dogs because they're very loyal and could be trusted to guard the soldier and not only comfort him during his final moments of life. Dogs could tell the difference between a wounded soldier who had the possibility of recovery and one that was dying, which is quite incredible really. They knew to return from a wounded soldier to indicate that he needed more help and the knowledge and experience and training of an experienced and professional medic. I wonder how many men owed their lives to these amazing dogs. A Siamese cat was once named as an author on several physics journals. So how did this come about? After using the first person plural in a paper, rather than retyping in the correct form as the sole author, Jack Hetherington created a co-author, namely Chester the Cat. He used the name F.D.C. Willard. In full, Felis Domesticus, the Latin form for house cat, made up the F.D. C stood for Chester and Willard was Chester's father. F.D.C. Willard. Sounds like he could be a scientist, doesn't it? The ruse was only discovered when the signature, i.e. Chester's paw prints, were found on an article. In 1982, Chester died at about 14 years of age. But he's gone down in history as an author. If you've been to London Zoo, you may have seen a statue of a bear and a man, which was unveiled at the zoo 
in 1995. The figures are Winnie the Black Bear and Lieutenant Harry Colborne, a World War I soldier. But how did they end up with a statue at the zoo? And which fictional bear did they help to create? Harry Colborne was a British-born Canadian-based soldier. When, as he was due to take up his duties in World War I, he bought a black bear directly from a hunter for $20. He decided to name this bear Winnie as an homage to Winnipeg, his hometown. Now, when he went overseas to take up his duties in a regiment for World War I, Winnie became the mascot. But when the regiment left England for France, Winnie stayed behind and went to London Zoo. But that wasn't the end of her friendship with Colborne, as during his periods of leave from the army, he would go and visit her at the zoo. Colborne's intention had always been to return to Canada with Winnie at the end of the war. However, Winnie had become so popular at the zoo that Colborne decided to leave her there permanently so that she could continue to bring joy to the zoo's visitors. A.A. Milne and Christopher Robin visited Winnie and they were inspired so much after having met her that A.A. Milne went on to name his famous bear Winnie the Pooh after Winnie herself. Thank you for listening to the Mind Boggles podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Mind Boggles pod and please do follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you in another episode again soon.